Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. My name is Jo. I am a registered dietitian and my purpose is to smash the taboo of binge eating. Wow, we are really into the swing of things. This is episode number 40 something. And if you come back twice a week to listen, I just want to say a big, big thank you. I understand two episodes a week is a commitment. So well done you for sticking with me and I am really grateful. If you are new here though, just know that you don't have to listen to the episodes in order. I have created them in a way that you can just dip in and dip out. Today I am going to be answering another listener query. As you know, I cannot give individualized advice over email or Instagram, but this person did allow me to cover it in a general capacity over the podcast. Before I get into the query, I'm just going to give my usual disclaimer. Please don't take any health advice from a podcast. It is just for educational and informational purposes only. Always seek individualized support from your doctor, your nurse, or your dietitian. And speaking of which, if you would like to work together, I am now accepting one-to-one clients. This is for people who are ready to leave binge eating in the past and live a life where food does not dictate your every move. If you are interested, I will leave all the details in a link in the show notes. And from there, you can go and book a free 15-minute, no-obligation introduction to me. And I'll tell you all about how I work and how we're going to get you to a life where binge eating does not feature. How cool. All right, let's get into today's listener query. My binge eating has gotten a lot worse in the last year, like a lot of people. But the thing that is possibly the most damaging for me in the long term is that I have celiac disease. Before COVID, I was able to draw a line and even in huge binges, I wouldn't eat anything with gluten. But something snapped in me last August and now in about one and three binges, I think, screw it and start eating all the gluten foods I know that I'm not allowed. It's very hard to stop because all the thoughts like this such as, this is the last time I'm ever allowed to eat this food, so I need to eat as much as possible right now, which you are encouraged to let go of when you are recovering from binge eating. These thoughts are legitimized because I really should not be eating these foods. This example is individual to me, but I wonder if other people with some kind of intolerance and allergy might be able to relate to it. Thank you so much for the query. And yes, I do think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this. So although I'm going to give my thoughts on this on celiac disease, if you are following a medical restrictive diet, then I think the same points can be applied. All right, let's get into it. I'm going to offer you three thoughts on this. The first thing I want to do here is acknowledge how hard this must be. Celiac disease and an eating disorder or disordered eating like binge eating are two very complex diagnoses. So to be experiencing them both at the same time, of course, feels chaotic. They are two very specialist areas requiring very specific care. And I'm not one bit surprised that you are feeling in a state of chaos, feeling overwhelmed and resorting to things like binge eating on gluten-containing foods. I'm not saying that having celiac disease causes an eating disorder. 
I don't think that's true. There are lots of people who pass through this life with a diagnosis of celiac disease who don't have any issue with their relationship with food. But if you are somebody who is already experiencing some level of disordered eating or you feel the pressure from society to be thin or eat clean or maintain a certain body weight, shape or size. And then on top of that, you have this new diagnosis of celiac disease. And the treatment for celiac disease is diet. It's a gluten-free diet. There is no medicine. There's no therapy. The treatment for celiac disease is all down to food. So to have an eating disorder and then have this new diagnosis where so much focus is placed on food and it's really important that you get the food side of things right. Well then, this is what I describe as being a perfect storm for a worsening eating disorder or disordered eating behaviours like binge eating. Because on one side, you are susceptible to an eating disorder, and then on the other side, you have this new diagnosis where food plays such an important role. And don't just take it from me that this is difficult. The research suggests that Eating disorders are more prevalent in people with celiac disease than in the general population. Unfortunately, there's no exact statistic on this because remember, eating disorders are hard to detect. But it is likely that if you have celiac disease, that you may be more at risk of an eating disorder. And if you don't have celiac disease, you might be wondering now, what is it that makes it so tricky when it comes to managing celiac disease on a background of eating disorders? Cast your mind back to previous episodes. You know how much I talk about how having food rules, especially extremely strict food rules, can be quite detrimental to a healthy relationship with food going forward. Well, when you have celiac disease, you automatically have a whole list of food that you need to all of a sudden exclude. And people with celiac disease know that if they eat these foods, that they could be doing themselves internal damage to their lining of the stomach. If you were to break a food rule, you would probably feel some element of guilt and shame. But when you have celiac disease, you have that same guilt and shame, but it's amplified because you know that gluten-containing foods are damaging to the lining of your stomach. People with celiac disease have the same experiences that we do, people who struggle with binge eating. You have certain cravings, you have moments where you are in a frantic binge in the kitchen and everything that you're reaching for is going into your mouth. You don't even pay attention to what is actually in it. I just wanted to acknowledge that it is really difficult for people with celiac disease to navigate through disordered eating. And just because you have a diagnosis of celiac disease doesn't mean you are automatically able to push away the disordered eating. My second thought on this listener query is that it appears that there is extreme black and white thinking going on here. As I mentioned, when you have celiac disease, the treatment is to change to a completely gluten-free diet. So, That means removing all gluten-containing foods and replacing them with gluten-free alternatives. As I said, in a way, it becomes a rule book. 
it becomes a set of rules that you are supposed to live by for your best physical health. And surprise, surprise, the inner rebel comes out in us and we feel compelled to break the rules. And in my experience, it seems that the stricter the rules, the more rebellious we become and the more we want to break that rule. And not only is it something that we want to do, it's something that we feel driven to do and may even feel a kind of adrenaline rush doing it. The stricter the rules, the bigger the buzz, the more alive that you feel when you're breaking it and you just feel like you are properly living, properly getting to experience life when you're breaking this food rule. Now, of course, this all crumbles in a period after when you have that low point, say the point when you have finished binging and you have to come to yourself and talk yourself down about what has happened. My point here with this listener query is that it can be argued that consuming gluten-containing foods, especially in the pattern of a binge, can feel like you are breaking the most strictest of rules. It can be argued that there is no rule more important than not consuming gluten-containing foods when you have celiac disease. So when I say that there's black and white thinking going on, It could be that you are living in a state of feeling good when you are on your gluten-free diet, feeling in control, but then going straight to the other side, going straight to that point where you have broken all of your rules and especially the one that is arguably the strictest, the most important one for you as a celiac. If I am speaking to you right now, I'd like you to consider a mindset shift. And I know this is probably easier said than done, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Try to not consider a gluten-free diet as being a food rule. Eating gluten-free foods is not something that you should do or that you're supposed to do or that your healthcare professionals have told you to do. Try to see your gluten-free diet as being an element of self-care. It's a way of showing your body respect It's a way of feeding yourself in a way that is best for you. But if at this moment you're feeling, oh, that's a little bit ick and I don't feel that I respect my body and I want to punish it by giving it gluten-containing foods. If this is something that you are feeling often, I would encourage you to seek out some kind of psychotherapy because using food as a form of self-harm is probably indicative of some underlying issue going on. So just keep that in mind. Alongside this mindset reframe that a gluten-free diet is a form of self-care, I'd invite you to, and this brings me on to my point number three, is to make sure you have a valid substitute that you love for every single gluten-containing food. I want you to write out a list of all of the foods that you quote-unquote can't have because you are a celiac. So things like bread, pasta, cake, biscuits. And I want you to find a substitute that you genuinely love for each and every one. And please don't leave this until the last minute. Don't leave it until you are really craving biscuits and you don't know what kind of biscuits you are able to eat. Have this prepared in advance. Do some shopping. 
go out and get a whole range of gluten-free biscuits, take them home and try them out and find out which ones you genuinely like. I need you to not feel deprived. And even if you're not celiac, even if you practice vegetarianism or veganism or some other diet where you have to cut out a certain type of food, feeling deprived is going to result in binging on the, in this case, gluten-containing foods at another point. I am so happy that there is a wider range of gluten-free foods available. Back even 10 years ago, there was very limited selection, but now you can get really delicious foods that are gluten-free. I need you to have the mindset that there is an abundance of delicious, tasty, satisfying foods that you love that are gluten-free, that you don't have to cross into gluten-containing territory to get a real satisfying experience, to get enjoyment, to get pleasure from food. You deserve to eat a delicious diet and just because you are following a gluten-free plan doesn't mean that you have to suffer. Now, I think it is important to say that if you are also following other food rules, if you are trying to cut back on, say, sugar, well, now you've introduced another realm of things that you can't have. And you may be tempted to blame the gluten-free diet and blame not being able to have gluten on the reason why you're feeling deprived. But if we really explore beneath the layers, we, we would see that it's trying to restrict sugar that is having the most impact. And if you could relax the rule about allowing sugar, that it would open up a whole range of amazing gluten-free foods that you can have whenever you like. Let's go through those points again. The first point is let's acknowledge how rubbish it is to have a diagnosis of celiac, especially when you are struggling with your relationship with food. It must be really hard and I think that we have to acknowledge that. The second point is just to acknowledge the extreme black and white thinking here and it seems like you are breaking the most strictest, most cardinal of rule by eating gluten-containing foods when you are a celiac. So it might be worthwhile trying to change your mindset about the role of gluten in your life. And the third point is make sure you have an amazing substitute for every single gluten-containing food that you like. And don't stop until you find something that makes you feel just as satisfied compared with the gluten-containing version. I hoped that helped today. And even though we were talking about celiac disease, I think that you could apply these points to any kind of medical diet, a diet that you are quote-unquote put on by a medical professional. If you have any queries or topics that you would like me to address in a general capacity, feel free to email me joe at antidietanswers.com or you can DM me on Instagram. I'm at binge.eating.dietitian. Remember, if you would like to work together, I am now accepting one-to-one private coaching clients. I will leave a link in the description where you can find all of the information, but it's specifically for people who are just ready to stop binge eating and start afresh in a life where food does not dictate your every move. All right, we have covered a lot today, so I'm going to leave you there. Thank you so much for listening again. 
I will see you in the next episode. But until then, take care of yourself.